Welcome back. This is another episode of Unearthing Yourself. My name is Ricardo Ziever. Dylan Suggs. Casey Spire. Courtney Miller. In today's topic, we're going to be searching around what is it with that we need to discover about ourselves to find our own needs. And that could be needs on a personal note, needs within a relationship. This idea was thrown to you by yours um, truly, Miss Courtney Miller. So maybe you can break it down for us what we're talking about today. Yeah, I feel like I am someone who is very self-aware, and or at least tries to be, I should say. And one of the things that I've been struggling with, I guess recently, is knowing what I need in a given scenario and kind of I feel like I can advocate for those needs, but I don't always know what they are. So I kind of wanted to talk t- today about how to know what they, what your needs are, advocate for them, how to know when you're trying to get your needs met in kind of roundabout ways, like actually unhealthy ways where you kind of poke and prod to get the information or the desires and just kind of how that reflects in relationships. Mm. I love this topic. (laughs) I discuss this a lot with clients, and I have so much experience in my own personal life with this topic around needs. Um, And I really think that the more you know yourself, the the more you're going to know what your needs are and Mm -hmm. how to get them met, which goes along with one of the biggest things that I'm so passionate about, and that's personal development and self-awareness, like really just understanding yourself on a deeper level. Um, so I'm excited to dive into this and yeah, hopefully Courtney, some clarity will come through for you and maybe for some of our listeners as well. Dylan, do you have anything you want to share before we dive in deeper? Hey, better, better. Yeah. So, I mean, the general topic is really, really helpful. I think that for myself personally, it's just more like a default scenario and there's a lot of like unspoken things that. when you go into partnership with people and or uh, friendship and just networking in general that I think there's like etiquette and and, and boundaries and there's a lot of, and culture, by the way. I mean, when you're a different part of the world, there's a different level of culture. Sometimes they Mm -hmm. hug, sometimes Mm -hmm. they handshake. Um, There's so many things like that, but also not just the networking part of it, uh, but even deeper, like what are your needs and um, you know, how do you fulfill those needs? And then how do the people around you fulfill those needs? And who is responsible in your life for that interaction? And then also, how much of your own needs do you need to satisfy yourself, mm-hmm. possibly? Yes. And not, I just doesn't. <laughs> but yes, He's it is looking true. at me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, how many needs do you, do? You, are your personal needs? It's like, yes, those are your needs. So therefore, you're responsible for those needs as well. You know, to comment on this is kind of funny to think about this because this has been quite a journey for myself, just finding out like what my needs are. And I just find that's like part of the whole discovery thing. Also, as an astrologer, like I've been studying myself my whole life and still figuring out all my needs. So like, I just don't believe anyone can sit there like, this is what I need. There's kind of like an <laughs> egoic thing on that because like we don't know what we need. And I am going to totally argue against that because sometimes the best things that we need, we repel. And I don't know, there's some areas of life where I've been stubborn and found like, actually, crap, I I need that. I need to face that. I need to own that. And mm. it's made the difference for me in my life to go through the contrast that the universe mm. usually brings through, which is usually happen in romantic relationships or such or friendships or partnerships. But yeah. I feel like lately <clears throat> I've been discovering what I need by not getting what I need. So mm-hmm. like seeing, you know, having a partnership mm. and being like, whoa. I don't like that. That's what that feels like. Like I had a partner that I felt like didn't prioritize me. So now I look in all my other partners, like, are they going to prioritize me? If not, they're an immediate no, because I know that was a need that never got met. And I felt really unfulfilled. 
And then also I know I feel like I'm discovering my needs when I start to see myself act very strangely. I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't really understand because I don't want to be like doing this behavior or be this kind of person. And I'm discovering that there are needs that I'm trying to meet through that process. So I feel like I, I wish I could just know in a easy, straightforward, healthy way. And I feel like I'm having to take all these alternate routes to get to the final destination. It's interesting because right when you get into partnership, you recognize that you're now sharing your life with someone mm -hmm. else. And then you're recognizing how much of your own space and your own energy you're now exchanging. And the, in that exchange, you recognize, oh, wait, no, I, I can't actually <clears throat> give you this part of me right now because I need this part of me or I need this day or I need this time for me or to do this or A, B, C, D. Um, I know I found that with Casey mm -hmm. communicating a lot of that early on. We spent, you know, that honeymoon phase of like, oh, we're going to juice up every moment together. But then we recognize later, like, actually, it's good to get spaciousness and have you do these things on these days. I need to do these things on these days. And um, in partnership, it's especially recognizable. Sometimes you don't know your needs and uh, they only come up like, like when Courtney, more of a pessimist view, but when they, when you don't meet, when they're not being okay. met or they're, I'm just, I'm just messing with her. Uh, but like when the, the, she's like looking at the things that are not there, like, uh, just totally messing around. She's being aware. She's self-aware and self-awareness is key as Gary Vaynerchuk would famously say. Uh, but I think that in partnership, you start to recognize that even more than anything else. Yeah, definitely self-awareness. Um, I can go in so many different directions with this, but I think it, it is important to see like kind of what is missing, you know, because that's how we learn. That's how we discover, um, you know, self-awareness is by not getting our needs met sometimes. And so I can look back and reflect on my life. And when I didn't have needs that were met and because they were lacking, I realized how much I needed it. Um, and you know, just like a perfect example, like in relationship with Dylan, like when we met, luckily I was already pretty self-aware with like what my needs are, what my needs are within myself and in partnership and how I need to show up and how he, I expect him to show up so that my needs do get met. Um, and I know for me, like one of my biggest needs is alone time. Like it, it's necessary for me. Like I must have alone time and I have to have it in some window of time every day mm -hmm. um, and that helps me recharge so that I can show up and be a better partner friend mother all the things um, and it's interesting all of my work that I do in the world is so social and so I really it's crucial for me to have that alone time um, but knowing that about myself and I, I remember telling this to Dylan when we first started dating I was like just some things to know about me like if I start to just kind of out of nowhere get really grumpy or really short or just I'm just like annoyed that probably means that I'm not getting enough alone time mm. um and I need some time to myself I would also say a solitude solitude really, yeah solitude. yeah so you know it's just like but because I have been in life circumstances or previous relationships where maybe I didn't have that solitude I discovered that about myself. So that was something that I just learned along the way. So I think, especially a lot of my 20s, you know, that was like mm -hmm. such a huge mm -hmm. just time of self-discovery and learning about what my needs are. Um, so I think when you notice like in those moments, like, okay, something's off, like I have a, a need that's not being met. Like it's, it's kind of like um, an opportunity to 
unravel that a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of reflect and be like, okay, like what's missing? Like, what do I need? Am I hungry? Do I need more sleep? Like also sleep is another thing for me. Like I actually am not a person who functions well with not a lot of sleep. I have many friends that can legit like never sleep and they can just function. And mm-hmm. like, if I, if I don't sleep, I am not a functioning human, like at all. Totally. Notice she noticed, she started picking this up in relationship and she was able to communicate her boundaries. And no, it's not in one date where you're like, oh yeah, by the way, here's this list of stuff that are my needs. Yeah. Some ridiculous Wait, ridiculous. I did that. What's wrong with that? Well, what happens is, um, I mean, we can encourage a relationship, things like that. I do recommend that. Um, but what happens is you face challenges. And as she said, she's if she's a challenge with herself, and she did mention, like, if you find myself being A, B, C, D mm-hmm. attitude, maybe check on these boxes. Mm-hmm. And if I haven't checked on those boxes, then that's probably the issue. And I will say that that has helped our relationship a lot. Because I know, because she's communicated that in the past, and I remember things. That's another piece of partnership. You, I mean, if you tell your partner something, like they better remember, you know. <laughs> um, but I would actually write things down that she would tell me. And I would reflect on them and like kind of think about them. But he gives would, himself homework assignments. Yeah. <laughs> I like had a whole contract for our relationship. But no, I think Love that I, I think that yeah. Whenever I recognized that in her, I was able to just say, okay, this is what's probably wrong, and and or and that's the best part is there's no mystery. There's no mystery. She tells me what it is, and I'm like, it's probably this, and she's like, yeah, it's probably that. Just this week, she was feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and then as soon as I left. She was around people a lot in that moment. Mm-hmm. She had gotten alone time. Zero just alone some time. solitude. And literally, I got in my car for the first time by myself. And not even two minutes down the road, all of the answers to my life came through. Wow. Because I was by myself. She was a mopey little nugget. I couldn't even have a, com- a conversation with him. Like, we, were, we have our, like, weekly relationship check-in and we go over our schedule and things. And um, I couldn't even talk to you like a normal human. Because I was so just not connected or anchored within myself because I was so overwhelmed because Mm -hmm. I did not have time for solitude. And that's what happens to me. Now, to further explain this, though, before I even met Dylan, I discovered this uh, with the sleep thing specifically and solitude. I discovered years ago when I was actually bartending. And a lot of my friends that I worked with would just get no sleep and then wake up just they can just bounce right back and it's part of that life clear-minded right and like done that. i'm like oh, but everything's so fuzzy to me like i'm tired and i can't think straight and i need to sleep and how are they functioning like what's wrong with me mm. you know and then i would like compare myself so this is like the key of like self-discovery that i'm so passionate about because the more you know yourself and understand how you're wired and a lot of this is linked to astrology and human design and personality and mm-hmm. so many things but this is why i'm so passionate about this because the as soon as i started to understand myself on a deeper level like just an example of like human design i'm a projector we require a lot more rest. Like I can't go like Riggy or Dylan or Cor- you guys are all generators, manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. And you guys have just innate, this innate energy level that you can keep going and going and going. I don't have that. And it doesn't mean that I'm less than it just means no. I operate differently. Right. So like I might require more solitude and rest. And, and so knowing that now I look back in my early 20s when I was bartending and those friends that could go and not really get a lot of sleep 
they probably were generators, you know? And so it's like, just understanding that, like, this is a need and this is okay. Like, I can honor this need and this is how I can ask for it. And yeah, like, is that making sense? Yeah. 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 I, cool. I do want to share one astrology context that comes up really strongly here. This is the Aries uh, Libra axis. So if you don't know yourself that much, which is the Aries principle, like knowing thyself, Mm -hmm. and then where the Libra is the compromise, you know, where we can actually sit and dance and understand and recognize that to balance each other out. But you have to have a really good sense of autonomy within who you are to make sure that you know who you are Mm -hmm. as the character that's interacting with said person. Otherwise, the relationship doesn't go anywhere. And there's like no, you could argue masculine principle, there's no identifying principle, but either way, and it's cool that you all have that balance in there. I don't want to invalidate any projectors because I'm not a projector, but I definitely want to recognize that, you know, I think everyone has the attributes of like how they operate Mm -hmm. from astrology or human design and Mm -hmm. let themselves know that like, but I just don't want people to fall back on you having that experience with the bartending. I so see you like I so see you in that Mm -hmm. situation because I've seen people I'm running on three hours of sleep, two and three doubles doing the thing. And I've been there. I literally was that guy. (laughs) Honestly, Dylan has probably seen me on the four hour no sleep team. Like, dude. Doing yeah. crazy stuff <clears throat> but if the vibration is high you can like ride that i don't recommend that healthy brain function i get it yeah. and now i'm pretty much in the same wavelength at this point 28 years old i want to just comment something more profoundly though is like you know through what courtney even said is that discovery through it and it's probably happens through most people in their 20s but for me for sure is where i've had the the awareness of like i'm not myself either at least as far as a man where i like i also am like grumpy dysfunctional want to blow up on someone potentially and it's like i'm not having a need met for myself which for me probably could also be solitude but it's Mm -hmm. also like where i'm interacting with other people where like this needs to be an engagement otherwise i can't keep participating in this because it drains my energy you Mm -hmm. know and so that that's a big thing that i've come to find within my relationship journey and realizing I did not have the emotional communication tools. I'm going to say most men out there do not know the communication tools to ask and understand their own desires. So that's where there's a lot of emotional projection and passive aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say it bullshit. And I'm sorry, we love you guys. I've been there, been there, done that with y'all. But like, it's a moment where we got to recognize what we need and be able to contextualize that and see if it's received or not. Yeah. And I totally agree with huge. that. Huge. Yeah. And also, so that makes me think of like in relationship, friendship, parent, like it can be sister, parent, mother, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Like one thing that comes up for me is um, books, different books to help you understand what your needs are. So like mm-hmm. a good example is the five love languages. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys read that book or heard about it? Mm-hmm. I'm, I've done a course on it. Yeah. It's, like a little more Like I read that book years and years ago and it changed so much for me. And again, it was like more clarity on like, what are my needs? And um, that was something that Dylan and I actually talked about a lot at the very beginning. Like, what's your love language? And that really is like getting clear on like, you know, this, this is how I need love. Like, this is how I feel loved. And so we know how to show up for each other and meet each other's needs in that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also feel it. like our shadow side has needs. So for example, I'm taking mm. this course on a co- on coping styles. Um, and I don't want to go too far into it because it, I think it's like trademark. I think I'm not allowed to share the information, but essentially there's these different coping styles or ways that we operate that we develop as children as a result of not getting certain needs met in like infancy 
and be and a toddler and kind of the t- the months in between that. So essentially, I'm taking this coping styles course where we can start to recognize where we develop mm. a way of reacting to things as a result of how we were kind of treated as infants and toddlers. And so sometimes we will develop these coping styles that have like their own needs within them. So for example, maybe somebody has like, uh, like I think um, my boyfriend probably has this, but one of my coping styles is like when something goes wrong, I want to run away. And unfortunately, this kind of person tends to attract um, people in their life that want to like resolve things and um, kind of fear being abandoned. So it kind of like triggers each other. And so like one of my needs is I need a lot of space to process difficult emotions and I have a lot of trouble like doing that in front of people and his need is when there is a difficult emotion let's process this right now and work through this right now and so we kind of have like Mm. different needs but they're coming from shadow places for me it's like I it's my like gut reaction to flee right and that and that's from a shadow and then for him it's a fear of abandonment and that's from a shadow and so i feel like our our shadow selves like which are very much a part of us also have their own like version of needs yeah that's such a good point this is really interesting to discover because through my own shadow selves, to be honest, through my relationships, a lot of parts of my astrology are about like progressing and learning through my relationships up to my Saturn return. Huge part about me. And throughout my like mid-20s, my shadow part is I was extremely like I did not communicate any of my needs. Actually, I was assuming like if you can't read me, you don't care about me. And it was very Mm, probably... That's a really common one. It was very common. You know, especially amongst men where it's like, I don't know, I just find that there's like to ask for help, to ask for like these things. You know, so it's just, it's an element where like that was a part about me that I I found along the way that needed to be brought out. And that was a shadow part of myself that I had to face and recognize like, am I putting myself, I like to call this term, throw your hat over the fence. Like, am I just like being vulnerable or sharing how do I say this? Pressing into the resistance to find where the discovery is, is usually where I've discovered the true need lying. And we, and I don't know if I can speak for you, but like, we'll like chase around and chase around and chase around and chase around. And there's like this, like, we can't like, I'm trying to get you, but like, we never get to the core essence of like the need. And there's, that was for me, a huge catalyst of of, uh, transformation because like, you know, I realize I need one of my number one love languages is quality time. I never thought that ever. In fact, I would argue I didn't really get that till I was like 24. As a very active personal development pursuing person, like day in and day out, like Aries moon into the all the crap, like, <laughs> but like, that was something that took me that long to kind of discover that element of like, wow, if so I give if someone's really sharing something, I'm 100% present, you know, 105% present or however. And like to have that formula back, I realized like, wow, that is a need of mine. I didn't realize was so uh, important and to voice that and then may or may not have been in partnerships where the partner doesn't have the ability or doesn't has not Mm -hmm. learned the ability to communicate that is huge because then it's the classic chasing the shadow, chasing the shadow Mm -hmm. to find that equilibrium till usually there's a breakthrough or like and you know that those are beautiful moments i don't resent those in fact those were the biggest definers in 
most of my character, like, you know, to finding out like what I've run away from myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, just had to share that, leave that there. So I love mm-hmm. that. I think also like learning how to fulfill your needs like within yourself, right? Like not depending on external um, situations or people to fulfill your needs for you. Like, I think it's important to express your needs in partnership, but also be able to lean in on yourself as well. Like, I guess for an example, like for me, words of affirmation is such a need for me. Like I, I I want to have that recognition and, and, and feel love through words. And, um, so I think for me, like I was, I've been in relationships before where that person was not good at words of affirmation, like at all. And like, so that was lacking in the relationship. And I, I learned how to fulfill that need within myself. And so I would write, that's when I really got into affirmations and writing those every day. And so that I could give myself words of affirmation and and love through myself and not have to like rely on someone else too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important to bring up too, like learning how to do that for yourself. Can I push back on that a little bit? Yeah. Just because uh, I hate to throw my mom under the bus. Love you, mom. But <laughs> I do kind of the feel moms. like in my, my parents' relationship, my mom is really having to meet a lot of her own needs. And mm-hmm. it almost like, it's almost like, oh, I'm not going to expect this from somebody else, which I think is really important. Like, yes, you you don't want to overly rely on someone to meet an unmet need within yourself. But I think also, if you get so good at meeting your own needs that you don't rely on anyone to fulfill any needs and you mm-hmm. have such low expectations, then it's like you allow yourself to kind of stay in somewhat dissatisfying mm. relationships. Okay, I'm going to push back on that too. Mm. Like, I, I see where <laughs> y'all going here. Lovingly. Yeah. So, okay, I see your perspective and I think, so for me, with my personal experience, I was so fulfilled within myself, like I didn't even want another person. Like I was like, I am good, like I do not need anyone, but because he brings all of these things any like but my expectations are actually higher because mm. because i'm so fulfilled within That's myself that like yep. i'm not gonna give time to someone who can't meet me there boom yeah so okay. maybe my mom isn't actually meeting her own needs she you should know. file for divorce I'm, I'm <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> oh god i'm I, not gonna send her this up so yeah, I would just say that by being so fulfilled within yourself and having your needs met by yourself, your standards are actually higher and you're going to not only desire, but attract a person who can meet you there. Mm-hmm. I, I, thank you. Thank you. This is exactly where I wanted to go with that. I found, I took on a bold task within myself when I did a personal course, the Landmark Forum, and I did this whole course for living. It's really great. I really recommend it, even though it's like a crazy business. But like the the crazy task of reparenting yourself, mm-hmm. which is something yes. I have Pluto fourth house. I've been through this. I literally had to raise myself in the multitude different facets of things that Ricky needs are quite vast as I've come mm-hmm. to understand myself that I recognize I will never find in coping with another person to fulfill my needs. And I had a lot of shadow sides uh, attaching in that way. To find that I found much more of my own purpose in being and finding myself and choosing me, which is very fifth house oriented. I'm just sharing the little astrology nuggets for anyone. 
it's made me find actually that the love I find for myself will never compare to the love of anybody else. And that is a very daunting and I recognize almost apparently to society the most frightening of thoughts, I wonder, because like I will find one day, day or two me going with myself and singing in the mountains or something mm-hmm. is more fulfilling than anyone I've ever asked to fulfill within me. Mm. And that placement of me being able to find that peace is treacherous, was a treacherous walk for sure. But I can tell you that like when I find that, I so actually am agreeing to what Casey's saying because my standards have risen so high that like this is my playground now. Yeah. If you don't want to play in this caliber of playground, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> and I mean it downright. I'm not BSing you. I'm out. I have mm-hmm. zero tolerance for that because I tolerated Actually, Ricky's tolerance for stuff, if you go look and ask some of my friends in high school, I went through some, like, I went through some stuff, you know? So, I just, <laughs> I'll put it that way lightly just to find that it's like, you know, but where I be, I actually would argue, could I be so reliant on everything in my life where I do recognize where Courtney's coming from? And sometimes, like, it's, I got to do it all by myself. And there are moments where I won't lie. I've been like, can I have some like, you know, feminine energy just soften the blow for me for one? Like I need some support for one Mm -hmm. moment. I'm going to be honest. I've been like smacked spiritually every time I've let myself fall into that. Like, can I just rest for one moment? And it's like, no, (laughs) no, not one moment. And I find as much as I feel like, damn it, God, you know, like, but it's also part of that, like, no, I think there's some real truth. When you are so in alignment with yourself, you are radiating with all that is in alignment with attunement with yourself. And I've actually been able to find more relationships move in more harmonious faction when I've given more needs to myself. And even now I would be able to like raise more of like what Ricky needs and stop. It's like it's like eating stuff on your plate that you don't need to participate in. It's mm-hmm. like I don't need that. It's like you know, if you guys like Wendy's, go for it. But like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to put Wendy's in my body. Like, no. I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, you know, I don't need that. And I'm going to feel worse than by thinking, oh, I need it to feel better. It's like, I'm actually feeding the void. And that's a part I've unearthed about myself that was terrifying at times. So I feel like, you know, this channel, Unearth Yourself, this was mm-hmm. some of the bigger points of like, what are things that I need that is allowed me to kind of like open up to recognizing what a relationship needs now more i think the starving person or like you want to say like a homeless man you give a free meal hopefully but to a certain person really values and appreciates the gifts that you bring into that kind of partnership or something where i find like now that our needs get met even more wholesome because we've had the contrast if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know versus just kind of being like totally entitled to the whole time you know i think it's healthy that we experience these variations that you know i'm not really getting this and like mm-hmm. i've but I've, I've been there many times in my life how do you know when you're not getting a need met it doesn't show up and yeah, you but like, for, how do you? How I think do, you probably emotion? just. I think you probably feel out of alignment. Like the, you probably feel off. Like there's something where you're. Like how do you feel? What comes up for you? I want to answer a question though. If you want, like I'll I'll say that I feel honestly like there's a little bit of an unacknowledged part of me. The inner wounded child will come up to some extent. Yeah. And what does that look like? That looks like me trying to play and no one's interested. And I'm using it as an analogy for communication, doing this, doing that. No, what does it look like? Like, 
like literally like what i mean happens? do you want me to like feel all hunched shoulders and like upset or feel, no like, i'm just wondering scenario. is like, it an emotion <laughs> is it a reaction is it a thought is it like it is an a, energy? It, it, it is a so um I, I got a good example with you. Actually. Go for it, bro. Yep. So we were we were experiencing this, and we've had experiences with this with roommates. Okay. Oh yeah. Where like good things don't get done. Like shit is just <laughs> everyone. It's like cause we we live with uh, six people, and great developmental. Like pro- I really one or the other, including ourselves. But I mean, honestly, not really. I'm a pretty badass roommate. But like there are been some roommates who who just fall short. In, in a lot of ways. And there was a serious, serious time where Ricky was like, if this is not met, I'm I'm getting to a point where I will I will Get run away from this environment <laughs> because the environment <laughs> is not suitable to my needs. It is exactly the case point scenario yeah. of just and he was being stringent. I remember he was being hardcore and I was like, I also recognized some of these same issues mm-hmm. and I also felt similar with him and mm-hmm. so I sympathized. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm tired of picking up after everyone's shit and I'm tired of, of of dealing with these individuals doing these individual things Tasks, so yeah. we would point them out and we acknowledge what pissed us off and we did it so and we communicated with that person multiple times so it's like there was that and and, and guess what when we communicated and we did so and and i think 14 different love languages finally one of them <laughs> hit and for that for oh, the yeah. record that individual has become a really great yeah roommate. so so but but do they, I think, that was perfect. I, that so, was no Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, that was not, a perfect example. He hit the nail on the head on that one because, and that was the thing where, like, you know, I have a tolerance, and there's a Libra thing where it's a like a Libra thing is like, okay, I got you. Hey, that's not a big deal. I got you. Like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, that's chill. Hey, maybe not today. No, not today. That's fine. You know, like you want to go do this, and he's like, no, oh, okay, that's that's okay. You know, but when it hits a level where you're not expressed as yourself, you don't recognize yourself, you lose the Aries fire element kind of element. Like, this is me just being my vibe, you know? And I don't get to do that because I've compromised myself so much. That's what that looks like. It it looks like cleaning up after somebody. And it looks like I'm doing, I'm literally in a role that's not me. And I'm not getting my needs met to be in my role. And that's where that feels and looks like. But the cool thing is what Dylan's saying is like, it took enough demanding, asking, setting up, waking up, and me valuing my needs where I've treated myself honestly like a piece of shit at points in my life. And I got to say that honorably because, hey, Ricky, looking at you objectively, you let people walk all over you till you had a realization of the catalyst. If I don't ask for it, no one will. Mm Because I didn't get that from my parental figures. I need to parent myself. Mm -hmm. And if I was raising my own son, you damn well know I'm going to make space. You're getting that no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm passionate about it because I suffered for a long time and had proximity of people that allowed it to be the same over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize how passionate I am about this, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, kind of like going back to what I said earlier, I feel like, I think kind of, a, this is similar to what I was saying about the shadow, but I feel like there are needs that have roots and they are like trigger points because they're often the needs that were not met in childhood. So, like, we all have needs, and it's like, okay, I've always had these needs met, and then maybe I enter into a relationship, and they don't meet them. I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk away or ask for what I need, and it's not a big deal because I don't have, like, a reservoir of history there. And then you have needs that feel like you're pushing on a button that just triggers the F out of you because you never got that need met 
from your parent or from your brother or from your sister or whatever. And so it's like bringing up all these old stories and all these old wounds. And for me, that happened recently with a friend um, where I felt like there were times in my childhood many times actually, where I wanted to communicate about things, especially about how I felt. Um, and I was really shut down. Like we don't, you know, just like, you know, my mom couldn't handle it or my stepdad would get angry. And so I couldn't express something. So it was like, I was like, I really wanted to just voice something out or feel something and like emote and my, and express anger, especially or upset and resolve something and it was never allowed. It was always like blocked in some way. And I shouldn't say never, but like primarily mm -hmm. it was met with avoidance or, you know, being squashed or whatever. And so it's really difficult for me um, when a friend kind of came up to me and we're trying to address this issue. And she basically shut me down and was like, I don't want to communicate about anything like I was upset about something and confused and like it was basically like a door shut and mm -hmm. she was like like my need is for you to just respect my boundary and leave it at that and um you know not have to like poke and prod and ask questions and I was like well my need is to communicate about stuff because I mean honestly when I reflected on it I was like why is this so upsetting and I was like I think it's because during my childhood I was never allowed to communicate about it and so to have a friend now, a really close friend to tell me like, you know, kind of like, I mean, I can internalize this. Like, you're not worth talking about this. Like, you need to figure your own mm. shit out. Like, that's a, that's a lot of like the negative thoughts that come in. And I'm just like, mm. that was so much, there was so much to that where I was like, I think both of us are not getting our needs met in the scenario. And we kind of just took a break and it was really sad. Um, and I feel like that's a, a good example of how kind of like how you're getting really passionate it's because yes you can reparent yourself and meet those needs but sometimes you show up in a relationship and that and you need you need that from a person as well and you can't just like meet your own need there like to talk about something is a partnership need to get alone time that involves another person you're having to be away from that person so there are some needs that are like very much relationship oriented right mm -hmm. and sometimes those things are going to be linked to the past and they're going to be just highly emotional because of that meeting needs is also meeting standards and when you're saying relationships and friendships it is a friendship. Like, you, there is no friendship unless there is this simpatico feeling of, okay, we got each other. That's the whole point of, like, go look up friendship on Google and look up all the images that pop up. It's, like, people being buddies or whatever. Support. And then there's probably words, like, flying around, like, I got your back. You know, mm -hmm. I'm here if you need me. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things, those are kinds of phrases that come around with friendship. And so ultimately, you know, then we're not we're not meeting those needs. I think ultimately we're talking about standards, meeting a certain standard. Standards and boundaries. Like, I think this is where right. healthy boundaries come in. And it's like, if you can express what your needs are in a friendship, right? Like you need clear communication and, and to have that space or what or X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, like what you need. But... It's like the person can either meet you there or not. Right. What about when you have conflicting boundaries? There. Okay, wait. I want to comment on what you said. Sorry. No. Uh, no earlier mentioned in your relationship, going and experiencing like this person needs um, to resolve issues quickly because they uh, have abandonment, whatever. And then you say that, well, for you, you need time to process. 
and i think space that, space and time. time process whatever um i think that that normally um personally this is my own opinion but time to process something is a personal development thing actually to recognize that you need time to process mm-hmm. stuff is actually a good thing i don't think resolving issues immediately is ever going to be the real thing and under uh, although there might be a desire to resolve it quickly of course there's a desire to resolve it quickly everyone wants to resolve their problems quickly especially problems between relationships because there are emotions involved and there's certainty involved and there's uh devotion involved and there's so much energy involved and passion involved that you want to resolve as many issues as you can as quickly as possible right. however the boundary of I need space and I need time to think mm-hmm. about it. There shouldn't be fear there. Although there are, there is uncertainty, which is true. There's uncertainty around how that person's going to respond and what's their ultimate decision. I do think that that is a healthy way to handle issues. So it's like, um, like in your relationship, it's almost like if that's going to happen, you should one or the other has to respect the each other's feelings. The, I don't think, but I would never say that you should just resolve the problem and, and bury it under the rug or something quickly because that person feels better about it. It's like, I would say, no, that person well, probably should, you know, give you the space and give you that time, you know? Well, I agree. in all fairness, though, the way I w- go about trying to get space is not in a healthy way. It's like, right. I'm very upset by something and I immediately like, hang up the phone, you know, I immediately like say, I got to go by, you know, it's, it's just not like, the, it's not where you're experiencing potentially Casey's like, Oh, that I need to dislodge and let the water settle and see my reflection clearly right. in the water. You're having much more of kind of like it's the a escaping. knee jerk reaction of I'm yeah. literally yeah. running away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> not like, let me go process this babe. No, I am like, <laughs> no, fleeing. it's a different, it's a full different energetic to the, to yeah. the needing of space. And that's what triggers the abandonment but wound is like, oh, this person's literally running the, away. The, yeah. To right be now. honest, to push back on that to sometimes like some, uh, like uh, most people will run away. I'm not saying I'm a little bit more, let's work on things immediately, but I'll also have discernment where like some things need to be settled to be done properly. It's kind of like when something's knotted, you want to keep unknotting and you're just, bah! you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. you need space to come mm-hmm. to something clearly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most people, individuals i find are much more like kind of putting things off in a way so maybe there is a a spiritual dynamic to have you like you're worth talking about this now your time of this is so worth like looking at this moment and then also needs to be objective is everything coming from a healthy space this is needs boundaries this is everything under the sun you know but like it would just have to be something where it's like if I'm really valuing someone too, and there's an issue, there is a moment that, and especially as a man, like if there's a leaky faucet, you jump in before it becomes a, you know, like, you know, before it's an issue. But you don't want to be highly reactive and say things you don't mean. fully agree with that. So it's like, sometimes if you know yourself enough, you're like, this is, this is, for me, emotions overwhelm me. They feel like tidal waves. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I cannot have a conversation about something in the moment and it takes an immense amount of control to like dam up that tidal wave, like right. so, so, so much control. And I like have that only sometimes. It's, you know, and so if it's a really intense emotion, like I have to have that. You I, know? Have, I have a devil's advocate question. Do we maybe have a need to lose control? Because <laughs> I have that or needed that when things are repressed, we pressure cook it in, and it wants to release. And what happens is we choke out the flame of the situation. Oh, it's fine. It's no big deal anyway. 
And then there's like mm-hmm. moments. And I'm not saying that's your scenario, but like just in general. Like, I think know, mine's a little different. Like, can, when you're done, Ricky, I, I, can I offer well, complete. just a, you're, you're complete? Yeah. Um, I think it's really powerful actually that you have the awareness that you're doing this. Because a lot of people are walking around and they're hanging up on people or they're like, I'm done. I can't talk. And, and they don't even realize, right, that they're just like running away. So like, A, you have that awareness that that's what you're doing and recognizing that like, this may not be how I want to handle this situation. And how can I show up and handle this better? And you asked before, like, what do you do when someone has like contradicting needs, right? And I think, I think in those moments when you can feel yourself building, right, when you feel that like anger or whatever just that the big feelings that wave like you said I think if you can just catch yourself in that moment and express to the other person like hey I'm feeling a certain way right now and I really value our friendship and I want to be able to communicate about this coming from a more centered level-headed clear-minded space and I'm noticing Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this way and I'm not going to be coming from that space i need a little time so that i can recenter myself and then come back to this conversation yeah my i talked to my therapist with my boyfriend about this because we have those contradicting needs and and that's what she said she was like communicate the process of what's happening don't communicate about Mm -hmm. the actual situation but this is what's happening internally and she was like and don't leave like if you need to you know like if you need to have space maybe you can go in the other room but don't like literally leave the house and like run away and i was like okay yes like i can do these things still working on them but like i got that but in the situation with my friend where like Mm -hmm. i really need to almost like really dissect things like i'm so in my head like i dissect things regularly and when there's something happening in a relationship that i can't understand i have to understand it or Mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable and so for her Mm -hmm. she felt like i've already explained myself and the fact that i have to explain myself is making me uncomfortable so you're crossing my boundary and for me it felt like my boundary was like i mean i don't know if the word boundary is right but my need was I really have to fully understand this in order to have closure, to feel close to you. And if I don't have this closure, I'm going to feel like this whole void and, you know, like this, this abyss between us. And so in that situation, Mm -hmm. these different needs, Mm -hmm. like, is that resolvable? Like, I... I, does the person have the capability of resolving? Right. It's almost it like takes uh, two people. Yeah, but, but and and the capability itself because if she if she's dealing with a friend that has their own traumas and their own they're they're, they're right. dealing with their own stuff. Yeah, they can't uh, address what you're wanting because they genuine they they are dealing with their own shit, and so it's like it's so hard to ask somebody to do something mm-hmm. for you that they don't, they feel like they don't have the capability of doing. And then the way they cover that yeah. shit up is by projecting onto you mm-hmm. like, exactly. Oh, this is yep. your problem. Right. And, exactly. And it's like, no, but really it's their trauma. So it's like, it's just like two people on a sinking boat together, the, like the, that's rearranging just... deck chairs. Like it's the situation is kind of not stable. And it doesn't mean the friendship's lost. It just means when the traumas are cleared around, cleared up, there could be maybe a renewal, a rebirth, you know? There's a feedback loop happening there where that feedback mm-hmm. is just going through and going through and it just hits a moment where like your trauma and their trauma is not meeting. That's exactly what's happening. And that's a I spi- feel like. It's a spiritual singularity where like they're there to serve you a purpose on what you might be tolerating from people. 
because all I, I look at Libra, every, everybody's a reflection. Everyone I've ever manifested mm-hmm. or refle- found in my life has reflected me, me. In that area of where I'm finding your like player one experience. One thing you shared that I just felt so called to share, I have a tool that I got from somewhere. It's like the story in my head is, and you may or may not use that, but mm-hmm. like when I've been in a partnership, instead of breaking it down mechanically, mathematically, mm-hmm. I go like, the story in my head is blah, 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 blah. And hold I love the that. space. I love that and you like, use that. That literally gets it all out mm-hmm. where it's a painting versus a mechanical process where it hurts the other person's feelings. Mm-hmm. If they have the capacity to receive what I said, they're worth being in a relationship. If they're not, which I've been confronted with five times on people I love very deeply and is mm-hmm. very fucking hard. Those are in my moments to realize, Ricky, you deserve someone that can receive what you just said Mm -hmm. and i've been alone like hard alone yeah like at times yeah (laughs) yeah had that experience as well we always say things like my story was Mm -hmm. this was my story this is a story i'm telling myself i'm telling myself and that's way we don't that way we don't say things like this is our experience or more factual based or you did you we we avoid that we we usually are like my story is blah 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 and your story is this and it's like let's combine and find the truth between the lines yeah and i think you can even offer that to the other person and say like is this actually true or is this a story that you're telling yourself and i do feel like a lot of it is you know my perspective and i and i Mm -hmm. definitely go in knowing that i'm like okay this is my perspective and i truly feel like it was a misunderstanding because i feel like she has a totally different perspective and Mm -hmm. something that like is almost i'm trying to see her perspective um and that's also the somewhat confusing part is i am having a little bit of trouble with that um but i think that this feeds really nicely into the overall topic of needs of basically like how do we communicate needs effectively? You know, instead mm. of being like, you're not doing this for me or going roundabout ways of trying to get your needs met. Like, you know, how how do you guys find yourself asking for what you need? I think for me, a lot of times it's having the discernment and bravery to say no. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a huge one for me. Like, if like there's many times when I get invited to do something or what have you. And I'm like, actually like I could really use, I I need this instead. So I have to say no. Um, Can you think of like an example, babe, like in our relationship? Oh, I mean, like a a way to (laughs) like express like a need. um, I, I actually talked with Casey early on about, I'm, I have a doctorate in saying no. <laughs> I, I, because, and this is what's most important, the key thing here, which goes along with standards and needs, which is my word is impeccable. My word is impeccable. I do honor it. It's okay. Boom. My word is impeccable. <laughs> Recently, you've slipped a little bit. No, no. If I'm late or something, like, that can happen. I, if I, oh, I'll be here at this time, like I'm pretty, f- I'm pretty serious about being there at that time. However, I can delay a little bit, but I, I'm really not that I'm, bad. I've never met, I've never actually interacted with Dylan in five years that you've said something blatantly that never was like in your truth or at least not acknowledged mm-hmm. and be like, dude, I'll get back to you on that or whatever. But sometimes so, life yeah. happens. And so I think that the impeccability will vary depending on 
like I, I I guess what I'm saying is like not that I'm perfect and that it is the way it is. I'm just saying that I value my word mm-hmm. so much that when someone's like, "I'm having a birthday Saturday, are you going to come?" and it sounds super exciting and in the moment, and they're inviting you right then and there, and and they're all bubbly and they've got yeah. the little eyes. That's an American <laughs> it's thing. It's like it's like I'm like. You know, you want to just be like, yeah, but then, you know, like later you're going to do a fat text, be like, yo, can't make it, you know, but you already know that shit in the I'm moment. So, she's got the googly eyes. So vibe this shit. So like, I'm, yeah. I always know Ooh. with, because Ooh. my word is so impeccable. I, was, I always say things like, I can't decide that right now. I'll say things like, let me do my agenda and f- get back to you. Let me confirm with you. I'm not sure. Maybe on Facebook invites, I'm always a maybe like, you know, cause like right. fucking life can happen. Like, I don't know. But the thing is, is that's. That's another thing is what she's saying also is she's she notices that she says no to things or, mm-hmm. oh, I got to do this or that or I can't make it because I feel like that would be a, a misuse of my energy. Right. It's like, oh, I want to come to your party. Sure. That sounds amazing. And I actually really just want to go take a bath. I, I want to I I throw something into the hat on this. We can't make a form of rejection is the best protection. And I feel like we make it based on our self-value about how we feel if we're rejected or not. Mm-hmm. And by the way, someone like, hey, can you come to my party? I can't. You know, I, I would love to appreciate it's not in alignment for me right now. Mm-hmm. feels much more in transparency than like, yeah, totally. Blah, 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 blah. And I just, I don't know. I've just noticed that like since high school people do this. I don't know where it's from exactly. I like to say Americans, but I don't know. But like <laughs> exactly what Dylan's saying, it's a distransparency where then like hype is not authentic. Mm-hmm. And then the authenticness of like having yourself in a position where like, to be honest, like, you know, having the boldness to know I'm going to be okay, no matter if this works out or not. Yeah. I'm going to be okay if this doesn't happen. Everything else is a plus. I'm already in plus. Mm-hmm. So that that way, everything doesn't really downfall when it's like, you know, that's okay. It doesn't need to happen if this plugs in. I'm in a better energy state to attract that scenario. Mm-hmm. But if there is like that kind of like, hey, I need this, you know, it might be a risk or the bravery to ask mm-hmm. about that. But the truth is that you kind of need to do that for yourself because then I've, I'll just be honest, you're playing with the credit of your own identity, you know, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't come back to you once or twice, three times plus you, you're going to lose yourself along the way. So I was just saying off camera that um, in, in that relationship that I was talking about a while ago, the past relationship, um, this boyfriend would never make me feel like a priority. And so it would send me kind of into a little bit of an emotional spiral. Like he would hang out with his colleagues super, super late. He would bail on our plans. Like I just, I felt like um, serious things would come up and he would, with me personally, where I really needed his support and it actually affected him too. Um, But instead of really like focusing on us during that time, he would kind of go off and do what he wanted to do. And so it was like many scenarios where I felt really neglected and it brought out a lot of insecurity in me and in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And it brought out like some, almost like a trauma response of like, I'm going to ask for this. I'm going to like set this plan up. And then like, maybe he, you know, he won't even, uh come or like he'll bail or you know can i trust him it was like a lot of um charge yeah a lot of emotional charge i felt like i think my nervous system was very unsettled it was like i was constantly like wanting something that wasn't there and it was like i was always expecting kind of to be disappointed um but in an intense way of like oh can i even trust that he's gonna be there or is he gonna like go off with someone else or you know i don't know it's just there was a lot of stories happening there um so yeah how do you guys handle like 
more intense emotional needs like that. Mm, there's a lot to say on that. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, what comes up is like understanding what actions need to happen to meet those emotional needs. Um, so yeah, I'm curious, like what comes through for you when you think about that, like for your partner to make you feel like you're a priority, like what needs to happen? Like, how does he need to show up for you? Right. What are the things he needs to be doing? So in that past relationship, I feel like maybe there were things that he actually needed to stop doing in order to make me feel, you know, like I got that emotional need met, like stop bailing on me. Um, stop prioritizing friend, friends over me if there's like right. an important thing happening in our lives, like to really show up and support me and ask mm-hmm. me, you know, check in with me emotionally, like be there by my side when I'm going through this hard situation. Um, do, do you believe that you needed him to do those things? I definitely needed it. And that's what right. deteriorated my self-confidence and the relationship right. ultimately ended because of that. It sounds like the whole thing about him bailing is going back to the whole impeccable word, you know, honoring your word and and setting boundaries. I always I've done this with people in my life, friends and and especially relationships is I usually do say like things like, "Hey, I don't care how you act outside of this friendship or this partnership, but with me, your word means you're going to do that, right. or you're going to follow through." And that's the way it's going to be. And that's a need for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as for like time with colleagues or whatever have you, you're just trying to take him away from his boys. You know what I mean? I really wanted to chime on this because I don't, I don't believe that we should ever try to change the partner we're with no matter what the circumstance and no matter how I'm experiencing my partner, you, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to tease because it was through a Gemini I learned this. You can't control anybody. No. They're going to do whatever the flip they want to insane levels. Like, yeah. And, and you can from, encourage. You can encourage. And, but the, the, I feel the remedy within this, beyond all practicality of you should do this, step one, step two, step three, vulnerability. Vulnerability is the full remedy like, of this hey, whole scenario. when you did this, it made me feel this way. I'm, I mean, even deeper than that to maybe an extent, yes. I would just say like, you know, if it's like my experience when you do this is that I literally don't feel like I get to be myself on something or I don't get to be literally feel valued by you when you leave for other relationships. That is my experience of my emotional body. If you mm-hmm. can't face that in full tidal wave with the scenario, that person will never get your reality and they don't really live in a dimension where anything's wrong let's say someone's experiencing something like what she's experiencing just like right is that you almost have to ch- check back in your whole relationship your whole relationship should be like what are we doing here kind of thing it sounded like some of the ba- some of the things that she was experiencing and some things you, l- people listening right now probably could be experiencing i would say i'm questioning the foundation of your relationship we're talking about time you know spent time what was the word for the love language quality time quality together time. um you know the, like all these different elements that are coming together it's kind of like we're talking like the foundations being rocked constantly um those aren't the issues you should be having in relationships and if those are as he's mentioning you're not going to change that person mm -hmm. that's like you need to kind of check in with i need to possibly end it obviously she and her scenario didn't ultimately end it but if anyone's listening to this did did end it yeah Yeah, um but if anyone's listening to this and they're maybe in a relationship right now experiencing something like this 
um, you know, well, I'd love for some more suggestions on this, but I would say people some. need to <laughs> check in on that relationship. Like, is is he really committed? And what does commitment look like to you? And also, even deeper than this, is what is your self value? Because you clearly don't value yourself enough if you're sitting there tolerating keyword bullshit. In my opinion, <laughs> okay, but that's, okay. That's but can we back up for a second? Yeah. Okay, because there are so many, so many different variables. So I would say, okay, there's there's a few different ways that I want to go with this, but I want to meet us where we're at. So say you're in a relationship, right? Like it might be, I don't know, a few months old or six months old, and you're noticing your partner showing up in ways and you're feeling unsupported and your needs aren't getting met. I think a big reason why that's happening is because there was never a conversation about what your needs are. Um that's a or there has been a conversation and then there's the tolerating right it's like okay you're just continuously tolerating this and this person keeps showing up this way so where i want to go with this is if you're already in an established relationship and your needs are not getting met and you haven't had a conversation about this before i would have a conversation with your partner and say hey like i realize we've never talked about this and this is what's coming up for me. This is what I'm noticing. This is how I'm feeling. And this is actually something that I really strongly need in partnership. And I want to share that with you. And it gives opportunity for that person to A, recognize what you're needing. Um, and, and they can look within themselves and say, okay, either this, I can show up and meet you here and, and give you this need. Or I can't because that's actually not supportive to my life and who I am. Right. Um, so I would say that and say you're just, well, okay, L- let me go with the, if you're already in an established relationship and you're, you've had a conversation, maybe you've had multiple conversations and this person is still not meeting your needs, then I think a bigger conversation probably needs to happen, right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this just keeps happening over and over again. Yep. Like, are you going to just keep doing this? Because clearly this partner's not showing up in a way that you in, need in a, just to i really i i know i am two seconds <laughs> i have one more thing I'm go right. dylan well because what she's saying about communicating those needs and the emotional needs and all the things is it goes back to that is a partnership i think our standards in life of we're lowered so low that like we'll barely tolerate whatever mm-hmm. and also like it's about okay you communicated those needs and you legitimately why do you have vows at weddings vows Vows are commitments to one another and they're basic, some of them, but you need to have vows in your relationship and you need to have that partner recognize those values, those needs in you and say, and respond with, and nothing short of this, but is like, I am committed to doing my best, as you said, because that person can say, I really can't meet you on this because it hurts for me, whatever. But they need to respond with, I will show up and do my very best as I am capable to show up for you in this way. And that that's word, okay? And that's commitment. And then the next thing is follow through. Following through. And if you're watching somebody and that partner's trying, oh, I'm trying so hard, babe. I'm so sorry. I, I forgot. Or blah, blah, blah. And maybe there's an attempt there. You can work with that. But otherwise, you really need to hear back like, I'm committed. Don't just voice your there stuff to a, a brick wall. Commitment. That person needs to come back and respond with, I'm committed. Uh, I mean, I mean there's a level of demands within all that, like, you know, to, depending on the partnership that wants to be created. You have a relationship with everything. You have a relationship with your dishes, believe it or not. You mm-hmm. know, I want to double down on what Casey said hard because um, 
and I just lost my place on all that. God well, damn it. Like, no, that's great. Because I have one thing I just want to finish, yeah. and then maybe it'll come back. Please. So, okay. Say you, and, and for the first time in my life ever, I did this with Dylan, and I swear that's why we have zero problems. Um, so, one thing I would highly suggest to do before entering a relationship, like fully committing to each other, is stating your needs in the beginning like actually sharing like these are my needs in relationship these are my expectations these are my love languages like literally dylan and i sat down and he took notes in his phone i wrote notes in my journal because i'm a pen and paper kind of gal and we took a week and we really got super crystal clear on like what our expectations are in relationship, how we desire each other to show up for each other, how we show up in relationship. And then we literally sat down together and went over our list, like little Virgo over here had the list in his phone with bullets right there. And we went over all of our notes and we discussed them. We we unpacked everything so that before we committed to each other, we were like, okay, are we actually in alignment? Like, does all of this line up? Can we meet each other? Can we show up for each other in these ways that we need? And luckily, we did. And that's when we were like, okay, we we can do this. We can, like, I can actually commit to you. It's a puzzle piece in the capacity. It's kind of like a job description sometimes of like, never like full-blown relationship dynamics. And I see like, but it was like, can I Am I signing up for all that, you know? And mm-hmm. the, the clarity has been said. It's not on the fine print, but you like get into the job or the whatever the situation is. And you're like, wait, I didn't know this was part of it. Well, now you know. No, you, right. you know but it's like for us to have the boldness to unpack, like, by the way, this is this is me. You know, the mm-hmm. authenticity of just like who you are, yeah. you know, and what it is and what you're dealing with. Even my own crap. Like, right. you know, I got to bring that up and see like, hey, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've struggled with this and I moved through this and mm-hmm. the boldness to put it on the table, like, you know, the hat over the thing is like, you know, take it or leave me. And that's true to myself, right. which I feel is being like, and that's me tiptoeing, fathering myself to say, hey, I deserve to tell anyone in the world, no matter who, mm-hmm. that I'm, this is who I am and this is what I need. Yeah. Right? And it's back to that self-awareness piece. I have I one more thing, really but quick. I feel like Go Courtney needs to I've, say something. I'm going to comment on the relationship thing because she mentioned the relationship. I got to comment on it. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. Definitely, definitely notes. But I, I want to say, Casey had the audacity to write a wish list of what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I recognized later that I was filling a role that she had some in the past, but really she was creating a wholly new person, a I new basically partner. just created Dylan. <laughs> yeah, and I was filling all these needs for her, but of course she was learning they were needs later, but for me to like fill in all the things because she communicated it, it helped our whole relationship. But it's also because of so many times in my life of having the lack of those needs, like right. being in relationships and I'm like, actually, no, like this isn't in alignment. This is not the relationship I want. And just really quickly, cause I want you to share Courtney, I would just say for those listening, like if you don't like it, it comes back to that self-awareness piece of like knowing yourself, but like people who are still discovering themselves and you're like, maybe I don't know all of my needs yet. Like I'm still learning. Totally. I don't. So that's when there's opportunity when you're in the relationship and things start to come up. And then mm. that's when you say, Hey, I want to have a conversation. I'm noticing these things are coming up for me. I'm, this is how I'm feeling. And like, this is a need that I'm learning needs to be met, you know, and then have a conversation. So I'm going to stop there. Let you yeah. share. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple points. Mm-hmm. Um, one really quickly. I think sometimes also we can 
convince ourselves we don't need something. Like in my last relationship um, with that guy I was talking about, it was a couple mm. relationships ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really showing up and like there was a certain point point in the relationship when i was the only one making money and i would like pay for a lot of the stuff and it started to really drain my bank account mm. um and i and i was like yeah i'm okay with having a guy that's not ambitious and just kind of wants to be a stay-at-home dad and convinced yourself and, and maybe there are parts of that that i'm okay with um but i think the kind of I don't know. I was like, am I also just saying that that's okay? Cause like, I want this relationship to work. So that was one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is like, I feel like sometimes there are relationships that you don't choose that you're not going to get your needs met. Or even sometimes the ones you do choose where that one person cannot really check all of the boxes. And is it okay, you know, to get your needs met somewhere else? And this is a whole other episode. And I feel like I'm going to open yeah. Pandora's box, but like, especially with your family members, kind of like what I was saying before about I am someone who likes to dissect things, think about things, talk about things, discover things, like really analyze. I like that. Like that feels satisfying to me. You need and intellectual process. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. need that. And I can't just like, you know, skim along the surface and just like let things roll off my back and be like, oh, I'm not going to think about that. Like that feels like I'm delusional or like lying to myself. Yeah. Mm. And you know, sometimes there are, I had a whole therapy session with my mom about this because I'm like, I really want to talk about this. She's like, this is me talking about it with you. This is me giving you a hundred percent of myself to my capacity that I can to discuss these things. Given my history, my mom, you know, my issues, like I, I truly am trying my best in this scenario um, to meet this need for you. And that was like her hundred percent showing up was never going to fulfill this completely. And so it was like, okay, this is going to be an unmet need in this relationship. So, mm-hmm. and I, again, I want to do a whole other episode about this. Right. I had to like yes. almost reimagine and and create new expectations for this relationship in order to be happy in it, in order to have a relationship um, and feel satisfied. And then also maybe getting those needs met from other people in my life. Um and so I think that that can even come up in romantic relationships. Like I know that a lot of people who are really spiritual, like I have a friend who is super spiritual with a really practical dude. She's never going to get that need met with him where she can talk about these really esoteric mm-hmm. things and have him light up. You know, he's, he'll listen, he'll respect her, he'll be there, but he's not enthrall, enthralled by that topic. He's right. not engaged. It's not part of his it's story. Him. Yeah. And so, um, you know, is that person just a no because they don't get this whole side of you? Or are there some needs that you're like, I can get this met elsewhere, you know, and I feel like how do you even determine that? Like what is okay to kind of find elsewhere? Courtney, I just want to say this. As you spoke, I can't, I'm not you. I'm not, I'm not your experience, but I literally resonate with what you said for so much of my life, 25 years of my life. Seriously, say up to 25 for, for a couple notes. In my astrology, they literally has been the deep, decombit, uh, literally have had so many needs not met and tolerated into the position. I'm like, no, this is okay. I'll settle with this. The puzzle is only partially connected. And that quote that runs deep, and this isn't just a quote. I want people to like meditate on this for real. This is literally so true. I can't, I can't like slam it in more. Like people will only meet you as deeply as you've met yourself. And the louder, the more I let myself deepen into who I am, the universe, and this gets a little meta, blows me away. And that though took 
the fear you like literally through the resistance of the wounding of like no this is and i've done this to myself no i'm going to settle here or i'm worth only this much and this is where i've tolerated in the essence where then literally and i was with an individual that was not meeting all these other mets would, would literally run away and certain not like you but in a way that like <laughs> ran away from situations when i was like i'm frustrated ricky's pissed you know like and i'm mad and i'm not taking it out on the person but i'm not being met i'm not normal i I have aches in my back i'm not okay and when you communicate to that this person and realize i know dylan's probably seen this in me in my life but like i realized i was getting table scraps on what i was worth and that's harsh but it's fucking accurate because like where i was at was like that's where i was letting myself be planted I was like letting myself be planted there. So it was a joke with the whole Wendy's thing. I was like, no, I'll take it. It's kind of okay for me. It's like, whatever. But it's the standarding, like where I had to like face myself deeply in the mirror and know that, you know, and that's, to be honest, like you're like, no, you know what? Change the belief structure. And that gets into some deep stuff to operate your needs. But like Ricky needed that Ricky, like I needed to literally look at a little me and give myself, you know what? You're worth it. Love is easy. Love isn't hard. And that changed the formulation of how I even show up in relationships. So, like, by giving myself that need, I was, like, grasping it from somewhere that never, it was like, a, it's almost like dust. It's like a cloud. It would just never meet me. You could literally get the influx polarity every single fucking time <laughs> that to a level where, and I'm getting really deep here, but, like, you know, it's that level where it can at least resonate with you that, like, I would. I wish I could have been there in a place to tell you, like, you know, if this person's not meeting your needs or something, it's it's a level where, like, you know, well, you get to choose what is best for you in whatever that looks like. And that literally is yours when we hold the space to just throw it over the, over the fence. And I've had some magical things happen with that, especially during astrology. If you do things in certain transits, things show up, you know? But that's a secret for another day. Like, I, I want to I kind of pivot off that, too, is, like, the podcast itself is called Unearth Yourself. Mm-hmm. It was a great. We came up with the name like so a couple weeks. It's so, so fresh, and I'm just thinking about this particular episode is so important to think about. You need to know who you are, as he mentioned earlier. Like, if you don't know the depth of who you are, you won't match somebody who will acknowledge that depth. And we are. I, I'm. I could. I'm paraphrasing, but like, I could say that about Casey too. The reason why we're so well connected is because of the depth that she has gone in herself and the depth that I've gone in myself is a lot of Mm self-discovery to where we can match that. And it's refreshing to just be like, this person is matching my Mm -hmm. energy. Their experience with me feels they see me. Yeah, I'm revealed to them. And, yeah. and they're seeing all of me in all the spectrums. Yeah. So I think there's a level of magnetism, right? Like people meet you at the, at the depth that you meet yourself, like you said, Ricky. Mm-hmm. And I think there's certain situations where people are not going to meet you, actually, like family members, right? Like I have many family members that I feel very disconnected with and that I feel like can't meet me and, mm-hmm. and, and can't meet my needs in the relationship that I would desire it to be met at. Um and so for me, I, I think there's still probably healing to do around that. But I think also, like, I've really just learned to love people from a distance and love them for where they can meet me and totally. do meet me. And and because I'm meeting myself on those levels, 
it it allows me to risk my needs are getting met they just may not be getting met by that person and it's like there's just a level of acceptance I think that comes with that it's funny like you know we do astrology you know Mm -hmm. I never in a million years thought that anyone would ever meet me in astrology and I can be honest I actually tossed the towel with that you know yeah that's cool that's too rare probably don't even worry about that but then when someone can speak your lingo and they know what world you live in, which I felt very alone for that. I'm sure maybe you can compare. I don't know. Just we, we speak a whole nother language in the astrology realm, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's like look at life in a whole different lens. You know, when you find that it's like, it's a gap. I literally can tell you, I didn't know I needed on this whole topic. I didn't know I needed that. And I actually was almost on the fine graps this year to denying myself of that, you know? And those are elements of yourself that like, we truly need to allow ourselves to, we don't fully know ourselves, but you know, since we do astrology and this part of us, just because it's one of work we do is like, it's help activities. No one's going to love me better than me. It ain't going to happen. My mom with all her skill sets and everything, unless she knew my chart, like a sage would still (laughs) not give me everything I needed. Even my father and his all of every element is not going to happen. So like, it's right. kind of actually unhinged me from the attachment of needing someone to fill the void that everything becomes less of a void and more of a plus. Mm. Because I literally live, I'm going to be straight honest with you, I live like everyone I love is in heaven and I'm alone here. <laughs> and that's just me because I, I'm not saying that's the perfect way to learning everything, but it has definitely catalyzed me to like, you know what, life gets hard, but people show up and like, you know, then there's someone that the everything plus matters. And like those needs, I don't need to like, I just see my friends back home. Sometimes, you know, they, they're in situations that they're very unhappy. We're not even in the realm of this. It's like a Tartarus level, mm. <laughs> not trying to judge, but like, you know, it's the element where like, where are you putting yourself up? And I look at these people and, or look at their charts and be like, bro, like you're up here. Like you, in a way that you can understand the tier of what you deserve, and what can you imagine being loved to every drop of your essence, every every puzzle piece, every flavor molecule in the tongue that hits your flavor profile perfect? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine and conceive and receive that vibration? Because that's, I believe that essence is there for you, but you gotta meet yourself there mm-hmm. first to find it out. Yeah. yeah, that's where people believe in God, loving them wholly and completely. Like you just said, it's almost like filling in every void and then also that no one can necessarily love all of you because like you can love yourself and know yourself and experience yourself Mm -hmm. um yeah no i just thank you boom i feel like that's a good place to wrap up unless somebody has something that they want to say i have tons more i want to say but i think that'll be another episode (laughs) yeah there's a lot to say on family that i think would be really nice to unpack but again i feel like this is specifically an episode just about understanding your needs, which I feel like just to kind of summarize, we've really talked about how many of us will discover our needs through the contrast of not having them. Um, you know, knowing that the light is there by having darkness as well. And then on top of that, really getting transparent with yourself and others about what that is, you know, not denying it being upfront about it when entering into a relationship, not ignoring it. And then as these new needs are discovered, laying them out and seeing if they are received and seeing if that person is willing to step up. Um, And then I think something that we didn't really talk too much about is just maybe like examining your 
odd behavior, if you're trying to get your needs met in unusual ways, and this usually comes mm. out through like shadowy behavior, um, you know, are you doing weird shit that you don't fully understand? And what kind of need is that is trying to be met there? And so I feel like that's kind of a summary of, of many of the things that we were saying. But does anyone else want to add any last things to wrap up? I, I mean, I feel pretty complete. I do feel good. I also feel like we can obviously talk for hours on this particular right. topic. Or the mutable signs. And we'll go um, yeah, I mean, I, one thing that I would love to learn about from others, which is just like, what are everyone's needs here? And like, what, how have you identified? I feel like we've touched on a couple things. I haven't really gotten to share like some of the needs that I know that I, I must have. Um, but ultimately, like, that's what something I just want to prompt for the people listening, for them to discover that on their own, what questions you think could they ask themselves to maybe dive deeper into what are their needs and in mm. what areas? Because I heard from her was sleep, solitude, things like that. And then from you, just like even just earlier talking about astrology and maybe having a partner or someone cool. intimate who knows astrology. Quality time. Quality time you heard from I'll him with that and for now. some things that you were not experiencing. But what, what questions should people ask themselves? Yeah, so I think the, the question to ask before we ask that question is, what is it that getting our needs met provides for us on a deeper level? Boom. Why? Fulfillment. Mic drop. Feeling complete. Fulfillment. What else comes up? I feel like it, it gives you a it gives you a feeling of regu- like self regulation. At least for me, like okay, I have my needs met, so now I can like relax. Okay, so like peace, peace. <laughs> so I would say. What do you need? What are the needs that will bring you fulfillment and inner peace? Maybe journal around that. Sit with that. We'll set that for the viewers out there. Mm -hmm. So thank you all so much for joining us. This has been the episode of Unearth Yourself. And stay tuned because we're diving in a little bit deeper next week. Ciao. Bye, guys. Bye.